This is Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. You know, once I get started, I, I can think of like five or th- six things that I want to talk about. Um, so I was telling a story to one of my oldest friends yesterday, and I can't believe that I've never shared it with her. And, you know, I've been thinking like, oh, I need to podcast about this. So many, many years ago, I was an intern in Los Angeles and when I was in film school at Howard, H-U, H-U, you know, when I went to Howard, um, you know, I got, I was, you know, privileged enough to get this, this uh, internship. I was really excited to get it. It, w- it really was such an honor because it was the first year that they did it. They only picked three people. I was one of the three and we got to go spend the summer in L.A. and while I didn't get to spend the whole summer on the lot, which was what I wanted and what I thought I would be doing, I did get two weeks. I lobbied with somebody and I was like, dude, you know, I'm in film school. Can I watch films being made? Um, And I learned a lot there. I learned exactly why there's not that many uh, movies with people of color. I learned exactly why it's such an insular, weird world because the studio system is uh, very closed off. It, it No one was friendly. I asked one guy who was nice. Uh, he was a reader. And I said, you know, nobody will talk to me. And he goes, oh, yeah, they all think you're coming here to take their job. So, no, they're never going to talk to you. And I was like, um, that's uh, discouraging. <laughs> so, anyway, I I was working there. I was, you know already feeling some kind of way about it because it just was so different than what I was expecting. There wasn't a lot of camaraderie there. And so most of the time I was there, though, I was working in an office building. And there was one lady, she was probably close to my age now, uh, Caucasian, nice enough lady. I didn't have any issues with her. I think her name was Kathy. She was really friendly. But here's the here's the weird part about L.A. So, yeah, St. Louis is racist. We that's a reputation we have. Uh, Dred Scott decision. Uh, it's not new. This was a slave state. Uh, St. Louis has a very storied and earned reputation of being racist. Um, but I get the racism here. It's not uh uh, prettied up the way it is in Los Angeles. So yeah, at that age, I'm out in LA and I'm thinking, okay, well, all the races are out here. So naturally they get along, right? No. So Kathy, the lady I was working with, she, she paid a lot of attention to me. And at that age, I took it as a compliment kind of, you know, like, oh, somebody's looking out for me. So I was out there by myself. I mean, my friends were in town, but nobody was close to me like that. I was pretty much interning and I had to get an apartment and I didn't make very much money. And it was just a curious situation for a 20 year old to maneuver. Um, And so I was out there. I don't think I was 20. I might have been 19 turning 20. No, I was 20. So I was out there and one day. Kathy, who was all on my shit, like she was really paying attention. Um, she saw me catch the bus. Well, my apartment was right at the top of the hill. So I worked in Burbank, but all I had to do was take the bus up to the top of the hill and I would be, you know, right at my 
apartment. I think it was uh, off uh, Kawanga. Uh, so she goes, were you waiting for the bus yesterday? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for the bus. It's by my apartment's right up the hill. And she goes, um, wait, what's happening? So she goes, uh, you know, you don't. So I said, yeah, my apartment's right up the hill. You know, I, I went on the bus. No big deal. She goes, well, you know, you don't have to ride the bus. I, I can give you a ride up the hill. Only Mexicans ride the bus. And she said that to me with like a complete straight face. Like, so even at 20 years old, I mean, I stood there like, I I didn't really know what to say. I was so young and I was super shocked. And so the racism in LA is subtle. It's slick like that. Some of it, some of it really is in your face. Cause I heard some other racist stuff while I was there, but she said that. And I looked at her and I was just like, dude, that, that is wildly inappropriate. And I'm a kid and I'm looking at you and you're grown and I know you know better. So there's a lot of reasons why I was uncomfortable in L.A., mainly in the film industry. I'm sure it's a great city if you're not trying to make movies. If you're not trying to be in entertainment or be a, you know, a rock star or filmmaker or, you know, when you when you don't have to be on your P's and Q's when there is a HR department where you can go lodge complaints and it's something will get done about it when the power structure really isn't based off of income, you know, which I don't know where those perfect environments are, but it's got to be better than what it's like in the entertainment industry. Cause pretty much if you make a studio money, they're, they're going to let you run roughshod over everybody. That's facts. Um, but that's just a weird story I never shared. And, you know, uh, all racism isn't, isn't black and white and <laughs> sometimes it's it's other races and sometimes environments look friendlier than they actually are and let's face it there are some people that have just been carved out of glaciers I mean they're just not evolved and um again I there's been many reasons why my career didn't take off and uh you know I just I didn't handle that situation like I would handle it now but how could I I mean I'm basically the age I could be that person's mom now. And uh, yeah, it was just trippy. L.A. is trippy. The film business is trippy. I have friends from L.A. and they'll take issue with what I what I feel about L.A. But based what I feel about L.A. is based on my experience in film. So there's that. So there's your random racist story of the day. Enjoy it.